Rise of the Amazons, Part 5. The fight begins. The women of Lemnos. Yeah, and so you can see them, you know, moving to the islands and moving to higher ground and building uh, citadels, as as Gimbutas put it, and, uh, you know, protecting, protecting, moving into defensive protection, which they had never had to do before. The old European sites never had any defensive protection, right. nor did the earlier sites in the Middle East and uh, in uh, in Anatolia, in Turkey, in Jordan. You know, the, those sites, they, they all, they thought for a long time that uh, Jericho and Jordan had walls for defense in the early millennia, which would then prove war. And of course, there's the much later story of the, the walls of Jericho coming down, you know, the right. story. But right. in the early days, there were no fortresses. There were there there were walls built to keep the water out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rivers flooded, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so but yeah. why would you why would you waste all your resources on something you didn't need? Right. Well, I mean, why would it even come up? It wouldn't even yeah. be a concept, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. It definitely by the third millennium, it's a very strong concept, and there's a lot of uh, defensive measures being taken, in including you know flight and uh, burying stuff and building uh, fortresses. And the same is true going in the other direction, you know, uh, going east. There, the early uh, the early sites near the Caspian Sea and northern Iran and in Turkmenistan, and then going across Central Asia, the early sites were farmers, and they didn't have, uh, they didn't have fortresses or defenses. It's only uh, in the Bronze Age that that happens. It's only after the Indo-Europeans get on the move that uh, everybody has to protect themselves. Right, right. And it yeah. took thousands of years, you know. That's why we have to break it down into thousand-year periods to talk about it right. in depth because it went on and on, this resistance, and it got fiercer. And I think in answer to your question, Sean, from earlier, like what happened, you know, how did the Amazons change later? Well, I think what happened is that they just got more and more reduced and the territories that they occupied uh, became much smaller and more fragmentary. And by the classical period, you know, they're, uh, they're like a, an anomaly. They're, they're odd and strange and barbarian. Um, right, right. That would make perfect sense. Certainly in the way, I mean, I, as I see it too, when looking at this, the artifacts and the history and whatever we have passed down to us, it looks like, yeah, you're getting this remnant of a resistance fighter, these other cultures, particularly the Greeks, are encountering them and wondering what the heck is going on. Why, why wouldn't they like our world? And that's what they're seeing this this reduced group of women who are just still holding on. Yeah, and I think that's an amazing story. Yeah, uh, I want to ask you because I, I always uh, have wanted to find out a little bit more about what you know on Lemnos because there's so much about Lemnos that I feel connects the Amazons, connects the Cretans, connects maybe even the Etruscans to this whole range. And this now we're going to a later period, which we won't enter. But what yeah. do we know of Lemnos at, at this era? What, where's, where are the facts? What have you found 
because for the listener, Lemnos was renowned in the ancient world as this dangerous gynarchy, and the Lemnian deed was was one of the worst things you could accuse someone of. It's like saying a dastardly, evil, most vicious deed, and it was based on the Lemnian treatment of their husbands, the Lemnian women and their husbands. So yes, their husbands who abducted them. Exactly. No, I know. I'm believe me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, a pat in the back with that. But I'm just saying that's what they're. The well, whole those thing are, about those are the stories that have come to us from the first historians. That's right. what comes to us from classical Greece and then later classical Rome. We get these historians who are doing their best to tell what happened, um, and uh, a good example of that from much later would be to read the the Greek myth the two volumes set that uh, Robert Graves did because he tells the Greek myths the way they were told by the different historians and then he deconstructs them in terms of patriarchy taking over and uh, distorting or obliterating the earlier uh, female-centric stories. So it's a very good way to get an education um, uh, using the histories He's interesting, too, because he's like Imbutus in some sense. He gets excoriated at times for his interpretations. He's just constantly being dismissed. So, yeah, because he was a poet, you know, and not. a (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. So So, I'm just going to I'm just going to sort of step sideways for a minute uh, to talk about, you know, these women being abducted and their quote unquote husbands you know, um, being surprised when the women rise up and, and, uh, and take their, take their revenge and set themselves free. Um, think about, uh, in the world today, the closest parallel I think is Boko Haram that they, you know, they, they raid these villages and they kill all the men and all the, you know, the older women and uh, they take the women of of uh, of childbearing age all the way down to little girls, you know, of yeah. of like eleven and twelve, and they uh, they kidnap them and they you know take them for <laughs> their wives, yeah, and uh, and call them you know call them their wives, but they're not. They're victims of kidnapping, abduction, and essentially they're sexual slaves. Yes, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why wouldn't they rise up and kill their their captors and their tormentors? And it's interesting too, Dawn, because if you you know imagine us going a thousand years in the future and looking at the genetic record, you could see, depending on where the mind of the world is then, but you could see scholars from a patriarchal mindset debating whether you know this this imbalance of gender dna is the is the result of some kind of warfare or just because they decided they like those guys better right so it's it's a real you know because all we have is that record if we all we had were just the genetic record and nothing written that would be kind of something that would be debated even though you or i or vicky might go hmm i think everything else about this situation would tend to would, point otherwise. Yeah, point to violence rather than, you know, a gentle melding of cultures. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, exactly. That's what's been happening ever since Maria Gimbutas did her work. The archaeological establishment sometimes 
uh, creates such incredibly contrived explanations for things in order for them not to be invasions. Right. So that's where the DNA material has been so exciting for feminists because it turns out that it completely supports the narrative that Gimbutas gave to the uh, the downfall of old Europe. And uh, we needed that. We need that corroboration. We, scientifically, it's, it's very helpful. So, and Vicky, to, oh, sorry, go ahead. To go back to what you were asking, uh, Sean, about Lemnos and maybe Lesbos and the Cycladic Islands and so on, I would just say <coughs> that Lemnos and Troy are so similar and so connected that they're kind of like the same culture. And uh, we're very familiar with Troy because of the excavations. And there are excavations that have happened on Lemnos, which have helped us uh, know quite a bit. But that, again, they're not separate. And and there's nothing nothing special about Lemnos that isn't special about Troy or uh, Termi on Lesbos or any of the places in the Cycladic system or even Crete. They're, they're, they're all sharing the same culture. We, we're interested, you know, it's fascinating to, to study Lemnos because of these much later stories about the Lemnian women. We have the story from Jason and the Argonauts, you know, that the women were running the place in the second millennium. And then we have the stories about the Lemnian women killing their uh, abductors, uh, their husbands, in the in the first millennium. So those stories, that's the thing about written history. Once it's written, it seems like it's real, and we, we latch on to it. Well, it's interesting. The Greeks have clearly had some real issue about these women, because you have the Lemnian deed of the killing, and you also have the story with Jason, which I believe they were reported to be the smelliest women on Earth, or the smelliest people on Earth. <laughs> I mean... I'm not making this up. This is really what they're, this is what the Greeks said about them. So it's a real interesting that like, it's like, they just couldn't give like, it's like, what more could we say about them? They killed their husbands. They stink. What else? Oh yeah. They've got the bad haircuts. I don't know. (laughs) When we do our next uh, segment, let's, let's go into those stories. Let's go into the, to the Danads and the and the Lemnian women and all the all the man killers, you know. Nice. Absolutely. Okay. Well, do you want to wrap up? Let's wrap it up here and let's we'll pick it up with that on our next time we do this. Um, why don't we wrap up today's uh, segment and do our normal one more thing? <laughs> so, if there is one more thing that you could tell us, what would it be? That we have no idea what it's like to be governed by groups of women in an intact culture. And, and it would really help us to know that, that that went on for such a long time and in such a good way. And that uh, the peaceful cultures, even before the women rose up as Amazons, um, those peaceful cultures are a role model for us. They provide us with a living model a true model of how people can live together without conflict or, or without, of course there's conflict, 
but without violence and without mm-hmm. finding other ways of resolving conflict. We, we need to know that in our culture. And we need to know that people lived in relation to the earth in sustainable and reverent ways, taking uh, account of all the creatures and all the life and even the invisible spirit life of the forest and the land and, and so on. That's my mission, I guess you'd say, in all of this work, is that we have got to know that we are capable of living in a much higher quality uh, than we are living in in patriarchal capitalist culture. Wow. Great. That's really inspiring. That is. That is. Yeah. Dawn, what, what, what about you? What's your one more? Thing? I would say um, to sort of uh, piggyback off of what Vicky said a little earlier, that you can both be peaceful and uh, and try to resolve conflict through peace, but if the other party is not amenable to that, that you can both be peaceful and fight to defend and protect and save the things you love. Yeah. Beautiful. My, my one more thing would be I want, and I had mentioned this to Vicki and to you, I want the stories of these women to be known. I want people to understand. I want to name them and I want people to understand them. And I particularly want people to understand the Amazons as a resistance movement of women trying to preserve something which was dear to them, which was their culture, their history, who they were. And I think we need to look at the past in that way and appreciate these women in that way. So that would be my one more thing. So Beautiful. on that note. Wonderful. Thank you again, Vicki, for sharing your incredible knowledge with us. It's, oh, it you. is always a pleasure. I thank you, Vicki, so much. Yeah. And thank you, Dawn, always for yeah. everything you bring Absolutely. to this. Absolutely. And you, Sean, for for keeping us anchored with the male perspective. There you go. <laughs> bringing in the, uh, the matriarchal man. That's right. Go. That's right. Absolutely. That we'll come not, up with a term. That's not an oxymoron. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. So thank you for listening to the 34 Sources Salon. That This has been the episode on the Amazons. We'll have many more to come. And now for our outro music. Blessed be, everyone. Blessed be.